all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning and thanks for joining us on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at UMMC and Dr. Ali Brown, who is a surgical pathologist. Today, our special guest is Tara Blumenthal. Who's Tara Blumenthal, you ask? She is She's all about yoga. She is a yoga extraordinaire. Uh, yogi she, extra, yeah. she is Tara Yoga. She is. She is Terra Yoga. Brand. She is those all of those things personified right here in front Terra of Terra Yoga is the name of her business. So. I should yeah. come here more often. <laughs> you guys are great. We're going to continue talking about you in the third person <laughs> when you're sitting right I'm here. not really here. <laughs> Welcome, Tara. So we She's always start amazing. the show, uh, even though you've been here before, we can't assume that everybody was listening that day. So tell us about yourself. Well, thank you guys for having me back. It is always a blast to be here. Y'all are so much fun. Um, I'm a yoga instructor, and I have a studio. And I think the first thing to to note is that I didn't plan on being a yoga instructor when I was a kid. That wasn't a life goal of mine. Um, You wanted to be a ballerina, right? You know, how did you know, Karen? (laughs) Uh, I actually wanted to be a lawyer, believe it or not. I know, right? Um, And a, a very good friend of mine's dad talked me out of that very early on. And I'm very grateful. Joe, if you're listening, Thank you so much for talking me out of that. Um, But I I found yoga actually when I was trying to be healthy and work out and go to the gym. And I was quite the mess on the treadmill. So I would get on the treadmill. And if I looked away uh, off of the the main center in front of me, I would trip and fall. So I had terrible balance. And I was very young. So I thought, gosh, there's got to be something out there that I can do, kind of. So I found yoga, and I actually wasn't good at it either, which is kind of funny. I was really inflexible and um, somewhat uh, uncoordinated. Uh, But I stuck with it because it made me feel better. And my husband said, uh, wow, you're so much nicer after yoga class. You're in such a, so much better of a mood. So that kind of started my journey. And 14 years later, I'm still practicing. Um, and smiling. You're still and in I a actually, good mood. Happy yeah, and yeah, it's funny because... And she looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. So people think, I think, that yoga teachers are naturally like peaceful and nice and calm, and that's just not true. <laughs> uh, I think that, that that was one of the perks for me doing yoga and being so immersed in it is that it helped me to reset my mental patterns and my reaction patterns and um, mm-hmm. specifically, like I said, you know, put me in a better mood. It really is a mind-body connection. I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't a meditator. Like, people think, you're mm-hmm. so calm and you're so easy to be around and do you meditate and I'm like absolutely it's a lifesaver but I wasn't I was not interested in that either when I first started doing yoga I was like yeah that seems kind of hippie I'm not interested <laughs> there's that so, stock image though of the person in the lotus position yeah, right. with yoga I love the way you and, said that Karen lotus and lotus is, is really is? really lotus. hard and can be very detrimental to the knees <gasps> really right? yeah yeah it's kind of the sacred pose amongst classical yogis like they think that if you do that you're going to be enlightened or something but um, it requires requires a lot of um, external rotation in the hips mm-hmm. and a lot of 
a, a lot of work uh, as opposed to just flexibility. But, um, you know, before we get too deep, yeah, into yeah, this, I want to give the phone number out. If you have a question or a comment, we'll be covering a lot of ground. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or send an email to women at MPB You mentioned something that I think is really important that you weren't good at it to start. Right. It's terrible. Because I think that that is probably something that often is an impediment to people starting because they think I'm not flexible. Flexible. I can't stand on one foot. Absolutely. They, they think about all these things, but it's a practice, right? I mean, so do you want to comment yeah. on that? Like, do you see all comers? Oh, or? yeah. It's a, it's actually so I tell people that yoga is about building a better relationship with your body. Um, I was not flexible as in, you know, people come into me and they call me all the time and they say, I'm the most inflexible person <laughs> in the world. And and I kind of laugh because I was I was that girl. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't touch my toes um, in the back of the legs. For those of you not anatomy uh, uh, blessed, the back in the back of the legs, you have three muscles that make up the group of the hamstrings. And those are like steel cables on me. And so just sim- simply folding forward, which is such a basic movement that we actually do every day, whether it's to pick up your shoes mm-hmm. or your child or whatever. Um, and so yoga, what we do is actually about educating you on how to fold and how to use your muscles to fold, not just let's see if you can touch your toes most of the people actually that come to yoga can't do that well um so it's not a requirement actually it's uh we like to educate you on how to move so there you go if you're failing the toe touch test don't (laughs) let that disincentivize you from attending a yoga (laughs) class and for those of you who are just i think for those people who are just curious um and who kind of want to slide into the very back and kind of observe as they kind of get oriented to what classes are about. I think that's a a great a great idea. You know, we've started off the year talking about ways that people can get healthy and one of the things I think is really important that um I think will come through and I've always gotten that every time that I'm ever even in Tara's presence is this that that centering and the connection between your mind and your body and how if you are really connected and in tune how you actually with practice can train your body to do some things some pretty remarkable things actually um and and for some people it doesn't have to be you know being the most flexible person on the planet but there may be a particular goal that you have set for yourself um and then some of the unintended consequences that are positive benefits um from a practice that can mean everything for your emotional and your physical well-being is there a an ideal age someone should be to enjoy the most benefits from yoga? You know, that's a great question. Karen, you always have the best question. <laughs> She's trying to stump you. How do we miss Karen's questions? Um, so <laughs> I wish that I, the truth is I wish I'd started when I was younger. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I started in my late 20s, but I was like, wow, if I'd had this as a high school student or um, in college, it would have definitely helped me with stress management. Really? As a teenager? Yeah, absolutely. And and pain management for that matter, too, because, I, um, you know, one of my goals was when I started doing yoga and they were very low, like I was maybe touch my toes. That would be cool. Um, but I had uh, pretty severe back pain. And um, it was, you know, postural and I wasn't really doing anything to take care of my body. So I wasn't doing any self-care practices. So when I started doing yoga um, over time, that that back pain started to go away. 
Um, and again, I became nicer, more positive outlook. <laughs> you know, uh, my husband was like, three months unlimited, go have fun, you know. Um, but, but truthfully, I wish I'd started younger. But the good news is that I have people that will come into the studio, never done yoga before, and they'll call me nervous. They'll say, you know, I'm in my, my, mid, my mid to late 60s. Is it too late for me? And I'm like, no, it's not actually. But what we do at our studio, which is very different from I think what a lot of people do is yoga for functional movement. So it's what are you doing daily and how can you do it better? What do you need to do to function better? And so if people have been dealing with loss of range of motion and very, very sedentary, then we have classes that can ease them into movement that won't make them feel unsuccessful in yoga, but also make them feel better when they leave. I think that's the goal. Absolutely. Give us us an idea of someone goes to a class. Mm -hmm. What to expect? What can they expect in that one class? Um, If you're coming to a what I would consider a regular yoga class, like a class for someone who's uh, semi-active, maybe they're doing other modalities, maybe they're an athlete working out in other other areas, then um, you'll come in, you'll have a little uh, time to sit, and the teacher will offer a positive note, something to help you focus for class or maybe something that you're working on anatomically, like um, in the yoga lab class that's taught by one of our uh, instructors who's also a doctor, Dr. Katie Taylor. She'll actually focus on more anatomical things so people can learn actually how to move well. Um, but after the few minutes of centering or thoughtfulness, then we'll, we'll get into pretty solid movement. And so I think a lot of people assume that they're not going to get a workout in yoga, which isn't true. Um, so we move well. We move for the, pretty much the primary portion of class. And then my favorite part, Karen, <laughs> is at the end. So all of the yoga classes end with a drink. <laughs> that's after yoga. If you choose, um, we do have hot tea at the studio. If you'd like that, that's about as strong as we get. Um, but all the yoga classes end with what uh, is often known uh, in layman's terms as relaxation. So it's about yes. um, eight to 10 minutes, depending on how long the class is of literally laying on the floor um, with relaxing music, uh, quiet. It's wonderful. It's a great way to reset the nervous system. And I think for a lot of folks that don't know how to rest, they actually relax more in that short time than they do. Um, sometimes it's in sleeping at night. People say I relax more um, in your studio than I do sometimes at night when I'm trying to sleep. So that's a kind of a cool thing yeah. to, to tap into. Um, now, if someone is dealing with um, loss of range of motion or they've just finished um, physical therapy, we usually like to talk to them before they just show up because we want to make sure we're keeping them safe. And so the general therapeutic class is a great one for the, for folks to segue into if they're really, really nervous about yoga. Um, well, use a chair is actually a healthy boundary. So overstretching is a thing. You can be too flexible. You can be too mobile. And the chair acts as a boundary um, to keep you from doing that. And it also uh, keeps the competition out of things, which is great. Um, those classes also end, though, with wonderful relaxation, which is my favorite. That sounds wonderful. I love it. When, when they say the great things like... Let your body sink into the floor. That whole concept. And and it's interesting when you are, as a participant in these classes, one of the things that I have enjoyed in the past is this concept of recognizing that sometimes we think we're relaxed and we are not relaxed. Like that there's still like tension or that amount of voluntary tone mm-hmm. that we still maintain in our bodies right. and how how infrequently in the course of our day or in the course of a week or in the course of our lives that we actually are fully able to relinquish all of that and to just kind of really fully 
intentionally relax. It's totally it's, hard. It it's is very a, hard. It is. To, it is a challenge. It's really you a actually challenge. You have to actively relax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is crazy because you I, think that it, you think you don't have to, right. but it really it's it's amazing how I've had people shake like relax let go let go I'm like what do you mean I'm relaxed you're like no look yeah. at this this right here stop yeah. that I find it interesting too that that um you know one of the cues for uh standard yoga teachers is you know when you get into the relaxation pose they're like now just relax and let everything go and I'm like how like <laughs> how do you do that and right. so a lot of times we'll cue um physical we'll do physical cues and relaxation like notice you know the the four points of the body that are touching the floor the shoulders and the hips so it's important for those to, to settle so we actually say you know give Give your shoulders and hips permission to, to literally settle on the floor. And while that may be a difficult concept to wrap your brain around, we're still focusing on a body part. The fascinating thing that I've seen, though, with almost everybody across the board is where we, we hold stress in our face and in our head. So everybody's relaxed from the neck down. And in relaxation, they're still clenching their jaw or the brow's still furrowed, like they're thinking about something. And so we'll cue also relaxation responses there with the body. So people can, you know, get that extra, that just that little extra bit of letting go, and, and that's helpful. Speaking you know? of letting go, we need to let, let go, go of the show for a moment, <laughs> take our first break of the hour. If you want to give us a call, please do at one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or if you prefer, send an email to women at mpb online.org and we'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. We're just all chit-chatting here. I know we you, really heard, you heard the clinking of a thousand headphones. Where's that? Yeah, I saw the <laughs> microphone light. Sorry, on. we were all relaxing our bodies and letting them sink into the floor. So before we get into more conversation, because this is fascinating stuff, let me give the phone number out. Jot it down because you want to. You'll want to listen, but then you'll think, "Oh, I want to call in about this," and you'll already have the phone number, which is one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. I was going to say you are, you're very focused on pregnancy, yoga in pregnancy, aren't you? <laughs> Me personally? I'm, like, I'm just kind of like, what in the world? I didn't even <laughs> reintroduce. Tara Blumenthal is here with Tara Yoga. I thought you were talking no, to Dr. Owens. I, I wasn't yeah. suggesting that you're pregnant, but don't you work with pregnant women? Isn't yoga a beneficial <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now she's laughing, she's giggling. No. Yes, yeah. actually. So uh, we do. And um, 
One of the things that, that we're lucky to have is, I, I call it our next door neighbor, but literally in our complex is Sprouted Heart Acupuncture. Jerusha Stevens is there. She's a friend of the show as well. Yes, she, she is. is. And so she's been um, instrumental in, in helping women. Uh, I think conceive is a fair way to say it. And yeah, because she does. The, she actually has spent a lot of time um, utilizing acupuncture techniques for the treatment of infertility. Yeah, yeah so she's amazing. And so um, it, it's nice to have that connection with her and with other people seeking, you know, wellness options for uh, pregnant women. What we uh, suggest is if you have had a high-risk pregnancy, like if you are um, dealing with something else uh, medically in addition to the pregnancy, then we do suggest um, a one-on-one session prenatal to be sure that you understand body mechanics movements. And there are certain things that you should do first, second, and third trimester, certain things that you should cut out, like uh, movements that you should be mindful of, things that you should uh, take care of. And I look at it as this is like not just you practicing yoga for yourself. You're practicing yoga with a special uh, a baby on board, so to <laughs> a speak. And so, yeah. So I definitely think that it's it's important that if you're doing prenatal yoga, that you work with someone who has actually um, an understanding of what's going on trimester wise. And then also with the blood pressure and specialty issues. One of the main things with pregnant women is um, as women, we're already uh, tend to be lean to the side of hypermobility um, in the joints. And so when you're pregnant, that uh, increases significantly, especially in the low back. You hear of a lot of pregnant women having um, low back pain or SI instability. And so it's really important that we teach uh, pregnant women healthy boundaries in the body and how to actually be safe as opposed to uh, overstretch and overdo things. So, But we always love prenatal yoga. One of the best uh, best things for me is to see someone who was practicing yoga pretty consistently before their pregnancy. It's amazing to see what they can do all throughout their pregnancy because they've been maintaining their oh, body. Oh, you mean the mobility mm-hmm. they still have? Well, just just the strength and, and, and flexibility, strength, yeah. uh, the endurance, The shifting of the, of the body weight, the center of gravity. I mean, yeah, I call, really I call change things. doing yoga when everything is already good in your body, um, almost like uh, putting, putting back into your physical and emotional savings account, mm-hmm. right? Having it there so that when you need it, it's already Absolutely. there. You're not like, oh, I'm tapped out. Let me go try yoga, which is what a lot of people do. And that's okay, too. We welcome all of you. But I so love this concept mm-hmm. of like your like your your physical and emotional bank account and the whole concept of like this transactional thing that there's give and take in how you need to do Absolutely. things yeah. that help to build For up all your savings. Care, yeah. All self-care yeah. is like that because it's not going to just happen to you by sitting on the couch. I mean, and feeling kind of sorry for yourself. You have to build those relaxation techniques, yeah. strength, flexibility and all those things. And it helps when things do happen and things happen. Okay, so I'm just going to put it out there because I know that there are plenty of people who are listening to two different groups. And I'm going to throw this out out there. So we are in Mississippi. We are in the southeast. We lead the nation in obesity. And so I'm sure that there are a lot of women who, number one, are deathly afraid to put their bodies in some yoga pants and who feel like I do not want to go and get in those rooms in those with rooms all those with all women. those little skinny <laughs> toothpicks who are who are bending their bodies like pretzels that is not me no this is real no, seriously like no, this that's is a real barrier, I'm sure. so i'm sure that there is a huge 
disincentive to women or it can be very imposing for women who have different body types or who perceive that their yoga classes are nothing but a bunch of skinny minis who are wearing Lululemon or some other kind of designer cutesy like yoga gear and who just are like, you know what, that's that's really not who I am or I don't perceive myself in that way. And for that reason, I'm not going. And and so that's one group that I think we need to address or talk about. And the other group is men. <laughs> and I think that there are some men who are just like, yeah, that's a chick thing. The yoga. They don't want to put on their yoga pants. They don't want to put on the cutesy <laughs> yoga pants. No, but seriously, I think that, that there are some, and, and men are notoriously like tight, you know, um, and, and could also, re- the only reason I'm saying this is because everybody who's under the sound of my voice, I really want them to have an opportunity to not count themselves out for things that could potentially make a difference. And just like it was transformative for you, um, there are p- people who are out there who have not yet discovered it. And there are all these different things that they have in their mind that keep them from just taking that step. And I'm just I'm calling all of you out because I know that there are some people who are, are listening to their radio right now, whether they're in their car or at their job or listening to us on the app or even online Somebody out there is like, yeah, well, yoga's not for me because I'm a big boned girl and I'm not going to go up in there with the skinny minis. I, I believe that there are people who are listening who have used that as a reason not to try or not to not to have this experience. And I want to say to you, don't do that. <laughs> She's waving her finger, by the way. I am. I am. I am doing the mommy thing. I am waving the finger. This is for you. And Tara's going to explain to you kind of. A little bit more about that because I think that that's that's a group we need to talk about and nobody would call in and say it but I know somebody's out there is thinking it Michelle you are the best too. <laughs> I love these conversations so they go deep so let me first start by saying thank you for acknowledging that because um, running a studio is not glamorous like everybody would think it is and it's very challenging but one of the commitments I made to myself uh, when I started this is I, I do not want that stereotypical studio. I don't want people to walk in and see, if I may, all um, skinny, white, under 30 women, all in the same kind of outfit, all in the same. And there's nothing wrong if you're skinny and white and under 30 doing yeah, yoga. Like, please don't thing. think that. <laughs> but what I really wanted to be sure is that we had a space for diversity. Um, I saw on my side of things how easy it is to get roped into that trap of if you do yoga you should look like this Mm -hmm. you should eat like this and let's talk about diet later sometime (laughs) but you know so there's all these stereotypes that go with it that's just not really true and so I don't know if you guys remember Jill called in last time and she was like I don't I never exercise until I started doing yoga I mean there's so many different um body types and um men and women like we have uh, I guess this last Wednesday night we had Half and half, half men, half women. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, if if you didn't know, yoga started originally with men. Back in the day, um, we used Instagram for a while to kind of educate on it. We called it Real Men Do Yoga. So if you go to our Instagram and scroll back, you'll f- see some great stories of guys that, d- that started doing yoga. And the cool thing is I said, okay, what did you think about yoga when you first started? Like 
give us the stuff that was in your head that you didn't want to tell people. And then how has that changed? And it was really a neat story to hear um, how the how yoga has helped them, whether it was with their family life or with their kids or dealing with work stress. But originally yoga started with men. And if you didn't know this, there was a, there was also this um, notion that women couldn't do yoga or certain times of the month when women weren't allowed to do yoga. So it used to be um, it was a man's world. Right. Yeah. And so it's unfortunate that not allowed to do yoga during that time of the month. Isn't that crazy? You know, a little bit. Women, but women kind of that time of the month is kind of like the time when women typically kind of get a little ostracized for the most part. It like nobody a, really comes running towards you at that time <laughs> for the most part. You know, it's, it's the best time for us to do yoga, honestly, because um, just think about what happens for us. Let's can we be um, open and honest here? Sure. So there's a mood swing for certain. Um, there's. Uh, food cravings. And then if you're having any physical issues like cramps, back pain, um, headaches mm. that go along with that, then wouldn't you want to do something? Now, I will suggest that um, it's not so much the, maybe the best idea to do the most intense yoga practice right. during those times. But if you'll have a steady practice working up to that week, then gosh, you're more manageable. Yeah. Your family likes you more. <laughs> uh, your coworkers <laughs> like you more. It's it's definitely I've seen it do a lot for women during that uh Special time. Try a little yoga flow to go with your flow. I like it. Oh, I like boy. The You're hired. All right, moving boy on. Bay on that moving one. on. Um, getting back to because I am a large woman. It, would it be a situation though? Big and beautiful. When you're sitting, on, if I'm sitting on the floor next, in between two skinny, beautiful women. Am I going to be intimidated because I'm trying to keep up with them? I mean, is it a class where everybody do this now and I can only do half of what they're doing? Or That's a great question. I don't think the, the environment that we have is very welcoming. So I wouldn't think that you would feel intimidated at all. And if you look at, you know, the teachers we have, male and female, we have different sizes and shapes of teachers, too. So I don't think that um, in any environment walking in, you would feel intimidated. The most important thing is if you were dealing with uh, something that, made you move a little bit slower than other people, like a, a bum knee or a bad shoulder, it would be important that you didn't go to a class that was going to tax those areas. But other than that, um, from that perspective, no. And I think you'd be surprised at the, the variety, especially at night. Um, daytime, you're gonna, we're going to get people that have um, a short period of time at lunch to come and get their yoga in. And so we've got guys and girls, again, that come there. But it's definitely a period uh, or a group, rather, of people that are very dedicated to health and wellness. They'd rather have a quick lunch and get their workout in than anything else. So mm -hmm. those are super, I call them super hard dedicated. They make it work around their lunchtime. But after hours, uh, 545 class, depending on which one it is, you'll see that Again, that diversity, that's what we want. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to have a certain kind of clothes on. People say, where do I shop for yoga clothes? And I'm like, uh, TJ Maxx? I mean, <laughs> right. Marshalls? I mean, I, you know, you can get some really great stuff. And you don't want to commit and go all in with these expensive yoga brands and things if you don't like it. Um, our hope is that you do. But most importantly is that you're wearing stuff that you're comfortable in. Um, so with the girls, I tell girls, like, if you would rather wear a T-shirt than a tank top, wear it. Like, there's no rule that says you have to have something inspiring on your shirt to be able to come to <laughs> yoga class. Like, you don't need to have namaste on your shirt to, get, to be let in. I love it. We're a, we're a very, like, all-welcoming kind of environment. And we have yoga. I call them yoga mamas, especially at night. I don't know if Connie's listening or not, but she's one of them. And she teaches um, music for to preschool kids. She's amazing. And she is the first. If she's there and you walk in the door, she is going to be your best friend. 
She's going to find out what you do. Uh, she's going to show you how to set up your mat and all that good stuff. So we we definitely want to be welcoming, and we have a diverse group of people. So I we would ne- hope that you'd feel comfortable. We need to take in. a break. Oh, yeah. Dr. Owens, we're going to go to your comment as soon as we come back, because I know you're frustrated that you didn't get it in, but we have to go to break. Karen, the interrupter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she interrupted my best. thought. <laughs> it's my great skill. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we invite that at one eight seven seven mpb ring 877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We will be back to talk about yoga and to hear what Dr. Owens wanted to say here on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio just got a lot easier. If you own a smart home device such as Amazon Echo or Google Home, you can now ask for MPB by name. Say, Alexa, play MPB Think Radio for up-to-date news and your favorite local programs. Or say, Alexa, play MPB Radio for great music to get you through your day. And that's it. You're connected. With any smart home device, just ask for us by name. Alexa, play MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. We're back on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. Dr. Michelle Owens is here. And next to her is Dr. Allie Brown. And across from them is... She's cheering. She, Tara Blumenthal is here with Tara's Yoga. Tara Yoga. Not Tara's Yoga. Tara it is Tara's Yoga, yoga but, but it's Tara, Tara yoga. yoga. Oh, I thought it was Tara Yoga. It, it is. It's Tara's Yoga. Oh, Tara Yoga is Tara's Yoga. Oh, you're yoga. so confusing me. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're talking about the benefits of yoga, and it isn't just um, sitting and having a mantra. Do you have mantras? Do you do that? Mm, not in class. <laughs> Just after class? Or Pers- personally. <laughs> I was like, that's so a personal question. To, uh, permission to come aboard the ship and discuss mantras. Uh, so affirmation is actually what I, I, I like to say because the affirmation is in English. Mantras in Sanskrit. That scares a lot of people. Oh. Um, and they don't understand it. So it's, it's kind of like, why would you um, give somebody like Latin or Hebrew? So a lot of times if we do something that's positive, uh, like a, a thought, a short brief sentence it's a positive thing that you can take with you it's we we consider it an affirmation like i don't i actually don't call myself a guru like i think that's crazy i'm like no 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 i'm not your guru you know people say she's a yoga guru i'm like no 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 <laughs> i have not gone through the channels to do that so please just call me your teacher um but yeah but i'm a big fan of using affirmation to help combat stress and negative thought patterns give us an example give us an affirmation well, put me on the spot. Why don't oh, you? Oh, never mind. Um, how about this? So um, one affirmation that I actually gave folks last night was work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. So That's we a waste book. a lot of time trying to do everything right. And sometimes if we can integrate um, the, the yoga movements that we're learning in class and then utilize them in everyday life. Wow. Wouldn't that be just wonderful? 
And I think we, we're so um, overstimulated with media, social media yes. especially, that we compartmentalize every aspect of our life. And we never think that sometimes they could actually bleed together and integrate for a positive thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good so, point. That really is. Yeah. And I got that from, from my teacher, uh, a guy that I've studied with for over 10 years now. He's a South African. Uh, Jordan Bloom. I know he's not listening because he's in Colorado right now, but um, he's given me a lot of really great things to hold on to, tangible things to carry on with and work uh, smarter, not harder was one of the last things. I, mean, I would imagine me. it would be hard for some people to put their phone or their tablet away mm-hmm. to spend time on yoga mm-hmm. and to not think, oh, after this, I have to go call so-and-so and I need to check my email. It's and- a great reason to disconnect for an hour, I'll tell mm-hmm. you. It is. Just and focus you know, on you. It's all about you. Yeah. And I'll say this, like a lot of, a lot of people are trying to get yoga in gym facilities and in um, offsite, which some, some places actually do have space to accommodate that. But more often than not, um, the studio has a really special vibe to it. And so you come in and people walk in, they go, this place is so calm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's the idea. Like, I would hate for you to come into the <laughs> yoga studio and feel totally overstimulated. So um, even with some of the um, classes that we have with music, we don't play it loud and it's not too crazy. So anyway, we have a phone call a and, and it's from a man and we hope he's saying that yoga is the best. Kent from Mobile. Hi, Kent. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm Kent from Mobile. Uh, I'm 75 years old, and I've been running for nearly 40 years. And yoga is one of the best ways to prevent injuries and to rehab after injuries. Uh, I think I go to yoga at least twice a week, and I find it extremely useful. Kent, how long have you practiced? Well, really, oh, about four or five years is all that I've really been able to actively participate in yoga. I dabbled in it before that, but I've been fairly consistent for the last four or five years. And you can tell the difference? Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. How long have you been running, Kent? uh, Almost 40 years. Wow. So what is the difference? Well, you've, you've often, I mean, you've, you, hello, you've also aged during that time. But for the, <laughs> right. for the time that you've been using yoga and continuing to run, what's the difference for the running with you? Well, for one thing, I have stiff hips. I have stiff hamstrings. Uh, the yoga helps to loosen that up. Um, I continue to have knee problems, but that's more orthopedic than it is soft tissue. And so the the main soft tissue things that be that are helpful have to do with loosening up my my lower back, my hips, and my hamstrings. Step in here, Tara. Oh, I love it. I'm just <laughs> She's I'm just like over here in Zen mode. I'm She's in a meditative like, space. Yes, yet. Kent, this is awesome. So I mean he he basically nailed it um, with running, especially. Uh, Kent, do you do long distance running? Uh, yeah, we did the loose uh, um, marathon over there a couple of years ago. Oh, we wow. did the half marathon, oh, excellent. My wife and, I, and we did the half marathon there in Jackson. And then we came back to Mobile and did the first light half marathon here in, Mo- in Mobile. So we did the back to back a couple of years wow. ago. We can tell people we did a marathon. It just took us two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations first on that. And and yeah, we actually have a lot of runners and we'll have folks that do the, the half and the blues. And mm-hmm. that's their primary uh, concern is not being so tight that you can't run. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear people say, I was doing a long distance run and then my hips just locked up on me. 
And yeah. so yoga will help with uh, creating that uh, fluidity, that mobility. And then also with injuries, like especially with the knees, you want to make sure that the surrounding uh, muscles that um, are supporting the area actually have um, not just good strength, which yoga will help with. And a lot of people don't realize that yoga is also a strength builder, but also with that fluidity and mobility and to get good circulation to the area that you need to use the most. So, Ken, do you have, is your recovery improved as well? Um, yes. Uh, after a long run, um, the yoga really does help <laughs> kind of stretch things out and and helps me get back to to running again. Actually, ladies, I have to let you go because I have a, a yoga session in about thirty minutes. <laughs> get on that, Kent. Thank you so much for calling. Well played, Kent. Kent well awesome. played. <laughs> for the record, I don't know Kent. I, I did not pay him you. to call in, but wow, what a great you. caller! Oh my gosh, we have that was so awesome. Joanna is calling in now, and Joanna, do you have a question? You're calling from Columbia. Do you have a question yeah. or a comment? Yes, I've lived many places out of Columbia, and I've taken yoga classes seriously. Uh, Now that I'm back home in Mississippi, I'm just wondering the thoughts of the moderators as to if you have a basis of yoga, do you feel it's uh, okay to do it in the privacy of your home, which I prefer, or are classes more beneficial? Oh, that's a great question, too. I'll drop off and I'll listen to the answer. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Joanna. Thank you. I really appreciate that's a great uh, question. Um, and especially nowadays. So there's a lot of people that are practicing yoga at home via random, uh, whether it's a video or uh, they see a cool Instagram post and they say, I'm going to try that. And <laughs> uh, I definitely recommend practicing in class with a skilled instructor. A certified instructor and someone who's actually going to pay attention to what your physical needs are, whether you have, um, you know, a, in general, an achy low back or if you carry all of your tension in your neck and shoulders and your traps are constantly tight. So I do heavily, especially with yoga, because there's so much room for error. Um, uh, I recommend doing a, a class. Now, it might be that you could find someone in your area that could do a few private lessons with you to give you pointers on how to. Um, execute a home practice safely because I am a fan of of home practice especially for seasoned folks but uh, for me the joy that I get from being in a group setting in the studio of other people that are like-minded and that also just have the base level of stress that we have nowadays it's it's kind of uplifting to be around others but I also understand if your life and um, your time doesn't allow you to be in session I would just suggest that you definitely utilize the skill of someone uh, to guide you through that um setting up of the home practice process. Yeah, I would just say that any sort of activity like that, whether it's tennis or yoga or, or whatever, it's good to get that check every now and then because you don't maybe even realize about your own form. You can't see yourself through that lens. Exactly. Yeah. So even for an expert, uh, it's good. To, that's why we do these continuous trainings mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, just, so I, I, I would echo that for sure, just to get some sort of eyes on you to yeah. make sure that you're doing it to the to the best uh, to get the best results. All right, I'm interrupting can. again because we have to take our final break of the show. Ah, you're so mean. Dr. Owens, you're going to say something again? I was going to say, we hadn't gotten what I was going to say the last thing. No, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Steve's waiting on the phone. Steve, do not hang up. We're going to get to your call after Dr. Owens' comment. 
from the last break when we come back. So now the count is two. <laughs> Owens, <laughs> Owens is owed two right now. Two. You can still call us, but there's a brief window, so call now if you want to. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring 877-672-7464, or email women at mpbonline.org. I'm talking fast. We can get back quicker. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. We're back for our final segment of Southern Remedy for Women talking about yoga today with Tara Blumenthal, our guest. Steve, hang on the line because, as I promised, Dr. Owens... I've cut her off twice now. So, Dr. Owens, No, go ahead, please. I I will yield the floor to Steve because Steve has been waiting. He waited through the the commercial break. I just don't want to hear about it. I'm going to give you the stinky eye in a minute. (laughs) Steve is calling in from Long Beach. Hi, Steve. Steve's great show. Thanks for the the yoga thing here. Uh, I've got a couple quick comments. I have a, 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 a video on my phone, and I do a 20 minute yoga session every morning. And the one thing uh, the yogi stresses is if that's what you can do, then that's for today, that's good enough. So they, they never press you into doing anything. They just tell you, just do it. And believe me, you got better and better and better as I went on. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, you have to have I an started, introductory uh, portion. I started doing yoga two and a half years ago. I had a, had a kidney and a tumor out. And I never had real good balance anyway, but believe it or not, having that surgery made my, my balance just worse. And the yoga has helped that tremendously. Absolutely. Um, well, Steve, I hope you're, are you fully recovered now? I just had a checkup at the Biloxi VA, and I am good to go. My kidney function is excellent. Hey, that's what we want to hear. VA, thank hear. you for your service. Oh, you awesome. bet. You bet. Thank you, VA, for taking care of this old vet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I really appreciate your call, and I, I appreciate the notion of good enough because uh, our, in general, our society tells us that we're not doing enough. We're not. Um, fast enough we're not uh, doing en- enough things for, with our family enough extracurricular activities uh, our work pro- uh, productivity is not enough and so one of the places where uh, that should not be said is in yoga yoga should be an opportunity for us to literally uh, pause take a moment slow down even and work with what we have which is what we we also promote so I really appreciate you uh, bringing light to that Steve um, that's kind of our philosophy, too, is work with what you have, and we'll we'll definitely progress along the path. So thanks for your call. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. so much, that's Steve. awesome. Great message. Dr. Owens, the floor is yours. Oh, well, gee, thank you, Karen. <laughs> I'm still getting the stink. No, just a couple of things. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and, we've got, and we've got jokes coming from the production booth. We appreciate that. Thanks so much. See, you got to look. That's why I You're love. You're getting played off like it's, the, like it's the Golden Globe. That's why I love. So I'm about to have my Oprah moment. Okay. <laughs> but that's why I love this. I love this group, man. I love my MPB people because, like, my team is awesome and we can have a good time and still give people good information. But just a couple 
couple of things that um, kind of hit me as we've been talking the past uh, 20 minutes, or at least everybody else has been, and I've been waiting patiently <laughs> for Karen to give me the green light. Um, the first thing is when we were talking about um, how you have an, an kind of an open policy and, and how there's not a one type of person that comes to your studio. I think the importance of inclusion is often underestimated, especially when it comes to um, to health and wellness in a group setting. So whether it is the gym where people may be um, discouraged from going because they don't have bulging muscles and they're not like lifting 325 pounds and puking in a trash can in the corner um, or because they're not on the treadmill running 10 miles. Um, those th- that that stereotype of what a person who goes to a gym or a studio might look like and how people perceive themselves. And so I think that the inclusion piece is important that people hear that message, which is is one of the things that I love about your studio is because that's kind of central to like what Terry Yoga is about. Um, and there are some there are some other facilities across Jackson that have kind of emphasized or stressed the importance of like there it not being a place of judgment or whatever and that people can kind of come as they are and they're just encouraging people who are brave enough to make the decision to live a healthier life or to pursue these things um, that they want to be welcoming and encouraging. So I just wanted to say that that first and foremost, I think, is so important and has been discounted in the past. The other thing is that, you know, when you talked about doing what you do better, we learned that in surgery. I mean, we talk about no wasted motion, right? And so the whole concept of working smarter and not harder and how can you make sure that we we teach our um, students and our residents who are learning surgery and surgical procedures how to be efficient Mm -hmm. and not to, one of the things we always say in the operating room is no wasted motion. Right. So don't do in two moves what you can do in one. And if you think about it, how great would it be if we can, if we can channel that same teaching to our bodies and to our minds where we are not wasting energy. Think about the energy you waste on, for Karen, worry. The, the energy that we waste, like with inefficiency in our bodies, that we might be able to make a change by, you know, strengthening certain aspects right. or improving flexibility, those kinds of things. And Joanna mentioned this concept of Solo versus group. And I'm sorry I have to spit all this out at once, but Karen had me yeah, yeah, like yeah. over in the corner. Karen's <laughs> looking at you. She's ready to cut you off. <laughs> I like, know, can, right? I, but, can I interrupt you, though? Sure, go ahead. Because I do love the notion that you say no wasted energy because I'm I'm a goer. I'm, I'm going to get it done. Uh, I'm going to do as much as I can. And so yoga's helped me to actually reel that in also. So mm-hmm. as much as we don't want to waste... Um, time on what we're doing and make what we're doing effective, there is in yoga uh, the necessary uh, to give at least some verbal service to the opposite. It's polar opposite, which is rest and recovery. And so we even have those classes on the board. Oh, that's awesome. So I always like to, to let people know that as much as we do good work, um, there is something to be said uh, for being able to to relax and for being able to sit and be still and figure out, you know, what does this actually do? Not just from a... Um, from a calming perspective, but literally what does it do for our nervous system? Mm -hmm. And then from a stress perspective, how is that going to help us stay healthy? Like, especially this time of year, like it's a, it's actually a a self care practice. So just, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to make sure I got that in. Yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. But I, and going back to Joanna and her group setting versus Mm -hmm. solo, I think this is so important. So like 
it's great to do things solo if you can and you can do it safely in your season. I love that. But I think that there's something about each of us that we can gain and learn and benefit from having a few opportunities coming together collectively. Absolutely. Some people do it religiously. It doesn't mean you can't be a spiritual person without that, but the benefit of being around another group of people to support each other, people in recovery do the same thing. You know, those group sessions are really important. And Fellowship. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, th- not just about making sure that you don't like break your back trying to do an inverted pose or something, but that or your neck for that matter. But more for more so than that because isolation is very real despite us being so connected technologically mm-hmm. that sometimes just being able to get out and be around some other people could have some additional Ooh. benefits and to to pick up maybe you don't feel like it that day and you kind of want to be stuck in the house and you make yourself go and you go and you're around people and you pick up their positive energy and you leave feeling so much better and glad that you did and I just think that sometimes people need to hear that like it's great to be by yourself sometimes but it's also good to be out and to meet some new people to have some friends or to have some people who you might have nothing in common with except for the fact that you all are in that studio at that moment mm-hmm. and you're trying to either push your body or not push your body maybe you're just trying to relax but that you're all there together and I think that that's something that's very valuable right it's the discipline of receiving so as much as you're still putting out in yoga it's the one physical discipline that you're still receiving in I think that's why I stuck with it as long as I did over everything else was no matter how much I um, effort especially in the more challenging classes I'm still again depositing back into my emotional mental bank account are you still learning about yourself through yoga oh absolutely i mean you know our bodies are changing and depending on what our um, other lives are you know your daily life uh, or your activities you know our bodies are constantly changing and, and telling us things if we'll listen to it that's the thing i think i love about yoga is it never really gets old to me um and as i age i want to be able to stay um stay with it and i feel like i'll, I'll be doing this when i'm 90 and we're out of time. It. Isn't that perfect? I it's think perfect every, it is. Everybody listening should know, though, you are definitely good enough. You know, you're good enough to try something new. You're good enough to go out there with what you've got and give it your best. And that whatever it is that you are, that whatever new leaf you're turning over, like you're good enough. You deserve it. Tara Blumenthal from Tara Yoga. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you all so much. Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. It's funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the MPB Foundation. Today's show was engineered by Jay White, our call screener, Java Chapman. For Dr. Michelle Owens, for Dr. Allie Brown, I'm Karen Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB. Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.